So, good evening. We, no translation tonight? Okay. Where is he? Can you hear? Hmm? You can hear. Okay. So we have been discussing the eulogy of Krishna, Krishna's eulogy of Balaram, that we find at the onset of the 15th chapter of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. Hmm. And we learned that the, the eulogy is uh, offered in the spirit of, of, uh, of Hasya Rasa. So Hasya means comedy, joking. Krishna is described in the text of the Bhagavatam as smiling and laughing as he enters the forest, plays his flute, and sees the, the forest respond really to him and to Balaram in ways um, that um, appear um, affectionate and uh, reverential and so forth. And so he begins to glorify Balaram. And we went through the verses that, um, that he spoke, and we emphasized uh, um, the, the fact that in the, the subtle philosophical humor hmm, that uh, he was employing was that while glorifying Balaram, he was at the same time speaking about himself. Hmm? So glorifies another, but what he's saying all pertains to himself. It's kind of a um, polite also. Hmm? Uh, not to just glorify yourself. But um, as we explained, there's also uh, it's also said the truth is said in jest. So what he said about Balaram is not untrue. Hmm? And so it becomes layered in this way and in effect, he is uh, making a philosophical point for all the uh, Sakirati Upasakas, those who are worshippers and pursuers of this, this ideal of eternal love. And that point being that, that in Sakirasa, Krishna and Balaram are one. They're equally, so to speak, the object of love. So. They're often described as a couple, as a pair, right? We cited several references, uh, for the fact that Jiva Goswami cites several references from the Bhagavatam, where they're described as, as a pair, or as twins, even, repeatedly. And, um, and the fact that they have the same markings on the bottom of their feet, and uh, unlike no other avatar or Prakash expansion, has those markings. So in different ways, I cited from Krishna Sundarbha, Jiva Goswami uh, establishes the point samam prakashatvam. So they're equal manifestation, ontologically speaking, of the Absolute. They have some different emotions, therefore they're different colors to their complexions. Krishna is, of course, uh, sham, in color and complexion, which is the which is the color of romantic love, of Madhurya Rasa, and he is the deity who presides over Madhurya Rasa. 
Balaram is is uh, um, has a reflective complexion that's compared to the moon, whose light is reflective. Hmm? Right? It reflects the sunlight. Or sometimes his complexion is compared to um, what's the other example? Um, crystal. crystal. To a crystal, um, which is uh, transparent. Hmm? So he is a, to use a invoke a term of Prabhupada with regard to the Guru, a transparent medium. So you look at Balaram and you see Krishna because that's what he's living for only. Hmm? Um, and uh, he reflects, so to speak, you know, the, the, the light of, of Krishna. Um, so uh, at any rate, the, we uh, explored and discussed the the the, the oneness, ontologically speaking, of Krishna and Balaram. And this is spoken by Krishna in Hasirasa, but this Hasirasa is writing, uh, overlaying the, uh, his, 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 uh, his Sakiras. Hmm? Sakiras being a Mukirasa and uh, Hasya being a Gonarasa. So sometimes these Gonarasas that are otherwise like Sancharis because they come and go, they move. Sanchari means like that they move, they come, they go, they manifest and they recede. But they, when they do manifest, they're powerful enough to dislodge to some extent or suppress the, the dominant rasa, in this case, Sakya. So it's overriding. But it's important to note that, that, that Krishna is completely steeped in Sakya rasa and tasting the Hasya rasa when he's glorifying Balaram. That means to say that his glorification of Balaram is not at all based on the fact that Balaram is his older brother. And in that sense, he should be respected, honored, and so forth. This is not part of the spirit and the feeling of his glorification, but rather um, the emphasis is on equality, equality, which is also very central to uh, Sakirasa. Friends... uh, uh, of equal footing, hmm? friendship is, I should sh- say, shared by those of equal footing. Hmm? So when someone is equal to you, then you can fully share in friendship with them. So this is a central to the sentiment, rasa, the rati of, of sakya. And so the, the equality of Krishna and Balaram, and the Krishna and Balaram equal ontologically, and they have equal feelings about their friends. Their friends feel equal to them, they feel equal to their to their friends. <clears throat> However, while uh, just like we say sometimes, we're all friends here. It means you just leveled the playing field. We're all friends. So we're all on the same page here. It may appear to be a difference, but we're we're all friends. But just the statement is kind of leveling the playing field and uh, expressing equality amongst us. Hmm? So this has been the emphasis and, and for good for good reason here. This is uh, this is the beginning of the Pogondalila. Balaram takes precedence, some press starts to become prominent um, in the in the uh, in, in the Pogondalila here shortly now. Hereafter in this chapter he'll kill Dana Kasura and demonstrate his prowess and so forth. <clears throat> um, but 
while uh, there is equality in the circle of friends, when the same circle of friends is viewed through the eye, let us say, of Radha's eroticism, rather than equality, there is exception, hmm? distinction. Hmm? And uh, from that side, right? Hmm? So Krishna then starts to stand out in comparison to Balaram in the eyes of Radha. Hmm? So she's not seeing them equally in the same way that, that the coward boys are. And similarly, therefore, those sakas of Krishna, who, whose sakyabhav is also influenced by Madhurya, hmm? they will also have, um, with regard to that influence, see a distinction and thus be are able, enabled by that, to participate in the leelas of Krishna with the gopis that are distinct hmm, from his leelas with, exclusively with his friends. So, now we come to like another layer of the humor, so to speak, or the hidden meaning that will cause some to smile, knowing that, hmm, he, he's saying one thing here, but there's another inner meaning, and I can, I can catch it. So his friends, these um, anarmasakas, they can pick up on that. And so, so what is that? Well, with the last uh, verse in the Bhagavad of Krishna's glorification of Balaram, as we heard, what did he say? He said, and you're also glorious because, mostly because um, the gopis uh, I- I- I embrace your, your chest and, uh, and so forth. And therefore, you're glorious because they're, they're glorious and they want to embrace your, your you, you, you uh, come, with the, in the, come within your embrace to your, your chest and therefore you're most glorious. Well, okay. Uh, and he, and he, and Krishna says, a a fortune hmm, that you have afforded the gopis, which makes you very glorious, a fortune that even Lakshmi could not attain. Hmm. And so it's true that Ram, going forward, this is kind of a foreshadowing into the future, because at this point, Ram hasn't, or Krishna, they haven't really associated intimately with the gopis. Purvarag, as we've heard, comes at the end of this, this chapter. Hmm? Um, and while it's true that Balaram has his own gopis, hmm? I've made this point several times, it's, it's worth emphasizing, these are uh, these gopis and his relationship with these gopis is not as prominent hmm? from the Gaudiya Vaishnav lens as Ram is prominent in terms of, for example, representing Krishna to Krishna's gopis. So, what do I mean by that? At a certain point in, in Dwarka, Krishna sent Balaram back to Vrindavan to pacify the inhabitants and assure them that he would return. And when he did so, in the, uh, his... Uh, Representation also involved, obviously, speaking to the gopis. 
So he spoke to Krishna's gopis, led by Radha. And he so represented Krishna that they felt assurance from him that Krishna would return in a way that they did not feel the same assurance when Uddhava tried to convince them. Uddhava tried to convince them of what he thought Krishna wanted to tell them, only to realize when they spoke back and repeated what Krishna said and gave their own interpretation of it, that he had actually been sent there to learn from the gopis. <laughs> Something that, that he, although he knew all the Shastra, didn't understand the nature of the Braj, Braj Prem. And so then Uddhava, as we know, he ended up wandering around in Braj for a couple of months, singing prayers, glorifying the residents, praying that his, he could have the intensity in his own bhav, like he found in the gopis, which was just like off the map, so to speak, off the scriptural map. This is Braj, just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, off the scriptural map, so to speak. Goswami's tried to try to locate him on there as 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 as, as, as much as possible. He'd say they did did a good job, but um, it's where the scriptures are pointing to that's beyond themselves. That's why Brudge is depicted as not being a place where uh, there are classes on the Upanishads or the Vedanta, or that's not what's going on there. Hmm? You can find those kind of classes in Mathura and, and, and Dwaraka. Hmm? The village people not involved in that. So, uh, so Balaram <clears throat> so well uh, represented Krishna, so like selfless in a sense, placing himself entirely in kind of the mood of Krishna to convey the message that they felt assurance from him that Krishna would return. Even it said that at that time, Balaram's moon-like complexion turned black. Hmm? Therefore, there's a famous deity in Braj of Dauji hmm? in Madhuvan, Mahavan, I should say, Gokul, and he's black. Hmm? So it portrays, in my estimation, that moment in the Leela that Balaram so expertly represented Krishna. So he's one with Krishna, but as we know, he's also devoted to Krishna. So he is an object of love in Sakyarasa, and he is the personification of that love, and that way also the example uh, to follow. Hmm? So the point being that what? That, uh, that Balaram's return to Vrindavan was primarily to minister to the inhabitants, and particularly to the gopis of Krishna and assure them of Krishna's return. Hmm? He wasn't running back to Braj to marry some other gopis. In fact, as I think I mentioned it the other night, uh, Jiva Goswami finds him in, in Dwarka mounting the chariot upon Krishna's request to go to Vrindavan. And of course he goes in his Chhatri outfit and he just gets out, just when he gets just outside of Vrindavan, he changes into his cowherd boy outfit appropriate and and returns home but but Krishna tells him when you get there you should really um, marry those gopis who fell in love with you during holy yeah. so it's like a secondary thing okay uh, I'll see if I can get around to that but I have a hands full delivering your message to your gopis and of course when he did as I say 
Radharani said to him, we believe you. We feel confident Krishna will return. You said so. You're a bridge bossy. You know how we feel. He couldn't get through to Uddhava. He, he was confused when he came here. You're a fit messenger. But I have a request of you, and my request is that, that please, while you are here, please marry those gopis who have been pining for you. And Balaram said, well, I'll have to ask Nanda Maharaj's permission. Hmm? So the point being that this is not the primary focus. There is an emphasis at the onset of Vrindavan Dastakur's Chaitanya Bhagwat, emphasis on the fact that Balaram also had a Rasalila. But the reason that he's making that emphasis is because Again, as we said the other day, the other night, some people, even the Vaishnavas, don't understand the position of Balaram. They think he's a jiva, an empowered jiva, partial incarnation, an avatar. They don't understand the ontological position of Balaram being, as Jiva Goswami says, equal with Krishna. Hmm? And so everybody thinks, who thinks that Krishna is supreme because he has a Rasalila. Hmm? Or... Uh, there may even be in the Gaudiya circle, hmm, for example, those who thought that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu must be Krishna, but what is the position of Nityananda Prabhu? As we were discussing the other day, there's a parallel. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had to establish who is Nityananda Prabhu in his own circle, because there was unorthodox behavior and so forth. So, Vrindavan Das is emphasizing that Balaram had a Rasalila. Of course, if you look at the Rasalila of Balaram at Ramgat, hmm, it's nothing like the Rasalila of, of, of Krishna. Hmm? Um, and there's also, he, he expresses great Aishvarya at that time, after drinking the madhu honey and getting intoxicated, and then he, he, he drags the Jamuna, who won't cooperate with him. Krishna's not showing extreme Aishvarya in the middle of, the, of his Rasalila with the gopis. Balaram has done so many reasons uh, why it's not a parallel and um, in many respects but nonetheless Vrindabhanas has emphasized it in a way for the purpose of saying Balaram is is ontologically equal with Krishna and my uh, shelter being the Dinanda Prabhu because Vrindabhanas is in Sakyaras, and he wrote this Chaitanya Bhagavad at the order of Nityananda Prabhu in his heart, he said, Nityananda Triyami, and then my heart told me to write this book. So he's writing from that, that, that angle. So he starts the book out by establishing the ontological equality, if you will, between Nityananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, between Balaram and Krishna. That's the onset, the beginning of... of uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, make some emphasis for that. Of course, we find a, in a similar way, uh, different but same purposes in the mind of, of Krishnadas when he um, composes his own original five verses to establish the ontological position of, of Balaram, not as an avatar, but again, as ontologically equal with Krishna, Nityananda Ram. So, <clears throat> um, so, Krishna's last verse in his eulogy of Balaram, 
mentions this Madhurya aspect, and he says, oh, and they're most glorious because the gopis, uh, you, you, you embrace the gopis, and, and that's something that was desired even by Lakshmi, but she couldn't, she couldn't do it. But when we look closely at that, of course, we understand, actually, Lakshmi didn't want to embrace Balaram. Hmm? He wanted, she wanted to be embraced by Krishna, like the gopis, which would be different than the than the uh, than the uh, embrace, if you can call it that, of Narayan. The way the gopis interacted with Krishna is very different than she gets to interact with her husband, Narayan. And she sees, well, from a feminist point of view, there's more room here <laughs> with Krishna for me to have a place <laughs> and something to say, as a matter of fact. Um, and Krishna, of course, in Vrindavan is the dear Lalita. So he, this, this type of personality from Indian uh, aesthetics is a personality, a male hero, lover, who is subjugated hmm, by his uh, female counter whole. So Krishna is subjugated by Radha. He's controlled by her, by her love. Hmm. It's not the case with Narayan, right? Hmm. We see Lakshmi pictured at his feet, Massaging his feet, serving him, waiting on him, and so forth. The tables are turned, and Lakshmi gets a glimpse of that. I think, oh, that might be <laughs> a little more, a little more room there um, for me to express myself. But of course, this, she wasn't able to do that, given her stayibhav and so forth. But her interest in it is. Um, a way that which the scriptures speak about the glory of of uh, Braj, the quality there of the consorthood, hmm? the quantity and the quality. There's one Lakshmi in Bhagunta hmm, with Narayan, and there's Lakshmi Sahasrasata, hmm? thousands and thousands of Lakshmis in Braj, and they're different in quantity. And in quality, Lakshmi Sahasrata Sambrama Sevyamano. They have a special kind of service attitude. It almost looks like it's not service, like it's the opposite. Get out. They may say to Krishna, Radha may say, get out. That's very peculiar, very, very curious. A very special service attitude. So the quality of the service is different. This is Lila Madhurya, Prema Madhurya, I should say. Prema Madhurya, a quality that's not present in Narayan. He doesn't have Prema Madhurya. Yes, there's a Prem in Vaikuntha, Dasya Prem, Shanta Prem, if you can call it that, Dasya Prem. But it's not even like the Dasya Prem of Golok, or to speak of the Madhurya Prem. Of Golok. It's very, very, very different. So, Prima Madhuri is a quality of Krishna, not of Narayan. And uh, we don't, in the same, well, I won't go into that, but so, <clears throat> therefore, it's more apparent in the final verse that of Krishna's eulogy that he's speaking about himself in the context of glorifying Balaram. Hmm? He's let something out in the last verse in that regard, which also demonstrates for those who are paying attention hmm, or those who have the bhava that will 
bring attention. It will pick up on that. Hmm? That his, what is that? That his mind is drifting towards Madhurya. So this is the, another example of how in the context of his Poganda, Krishna's Kishore or adolescence starts to manifest. Same for Ram. But as it does, his mind can be elsewhere. His mind can be elsewhere. Monomungo will argue with him. What kind of Rasika are you? You say that you're the greatest Rasika, and other stupid people say the same thing because common people, they don't know how to discriminate. I, on the other hand, fill my belly with all types of juices, taking advantage of, of the forest of Vrindavan with its jackfruits and its mangoes. And, and you wander around here, hmm, this same place, without any interest in it, your mind taken away by, by, by just the movement of the gopi's eyebrows. Hmm? What kind of rasika are you? Krishna says, no, I, I move around here in the summertime. This is the summertime, Leela. I move around in the summer, and I move around to, to taste the cool water on my tongue, to uh, feel the, 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 this, the, the cool breezes. And he talks about how all these five uh, perceiving senses are satisfied by the force. And Monomong will say, well, that's nothing. Hmm? You get a little juice out of a few things, out of one mango. Hmm? One mango, I can get more rasa than you can get out of all the things you mentioned. Hmm? Hmm? Your mind is splayed out. You're indicating that. By one mango, I see the beautiful golden color. My eyes become pleased. The smell of it, I become satisfied. I hear mango in my ears. Relish. Hmm? I taste its juices, my tongue, so so forth. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, so just from one, one, one fruit, I can draw more rasa than you can. And what kind of rasika can it be if your mind is not one-minded? Hmm? If we're not one-minded and you're focused, how can you taste rasa? Hmm? You are distracted. Hmm? The, for <laughs> the forest is offering so much rasa. And you might, this is, of course, this, this humor regarding Krishna's uh, romantic um, life. So, we get there. So, um, um, so those who, anyway, are um, of, a, of a particular bob, they will pick up on Krishna's adolescence, his development, his mind is going towards the, towards the, uh, towards the gopis, even as he's in the midst of now cow herding. He's just become a cow herder. That's a huge upgrade from being a calf herder. And it affords so much opportunity because now you don't have to stay close to home. You can go far and wander throughout the whole of Braj and practically live in the forest and so on and so forth. And the whole thing's being spoiled hmm? <laughs> as your adolescence comes out and your mind becomes distracted from the task at hand, so to speak. Hmm? So, these types of friends of Krishna, they're able to see, 
oh, something else is going on here. He's glorifying Balaram, but he's in his glorification of Balaram, in which he's establishing the equality ontologically of Balaram with himself, he is speaking primarily to the younger Sakas, whose Sakya is, is bundled with Dasya, to his Suhrit Sakas, whose Sakya is bundled with Vatsalya, or a little older than him, and uh, to his Priya Sakas, whose Sakyaras is exclusive. Hmm? Because, as his mind is starting to to drift towards his uh, his uh, romantic life, hmm? he needs to tender to that. And there are friends who pick up on it, like Madhu Mangal and Subal, and they're going to assist him in that. So they find this humorous, because they know he is speaking to this, the other three sectors of the Cowboy Boys in order to secure their permission, hmm? which he's going to ask for, to depart from the larger group, hmm? leaving them with Balaram, who is his equal. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? Instilling faith in them in Balaram, glorifying him. Now, he's just said so many nice things about Balaram. We're happy to stay with him. And meanwhile, could you excuse me for a moment? Hmm? I've got something to do. The beauty of the forest I heard about, Subal told me in this area, I just want to go check it out. For, for a minute, and I'll be back. Hmm? So the, after the, <laughs> the final verse of the eulogy, the Bhagavatam says, Abram, and, the, and thus, hmm? having said that, having glorified Balaram, hmm? and Vishwanath interprets it in a, in a, in a very um, um, Russic sense, in, in terms of how I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about Krishna's disposition and thoughts and, and the joking, if you will, that's involved. He's just glorified Balaram. Thus, he go, stay with the cows and the cowherd boys. And he, well, let's see, there's a nice, that's a, it's a nice verse from Bhagavatam. Well, we'll maybe take a look at that. Hmm. He says what? He says, Shisukuvacha evam vrindavanam srimat. So the ordinary understanding would be thus, um, having spoken about the beauty of Vrindavan, which he just did, right? And now it's glorifying Balaram, Krishna, Pritamano, Kashun. Uh, uh, Krishna, Pritamano, his mind being satisfied, Kashun, uh, Taking pleasure along with his uh, animals, uh, he uh, uh, he went on tending cows with his friends. Uh, along the banks of the Jamuna and uh, just below Govardhan. Hmm? So. That's the general translation. But Vishwana Chakuritaka, fortunately, has, has given us some deeper insight into the uh, layered implications of Sukadev's words here. Hmm? Sukadev, of course, is, is now developing his own Madhurya sensibilities. And as I mentioned at the end of this chapter, 
Uh, Sanatana Goswami comments that, and at this point in his kirtan, Bhagavad Kirtan, Sugadev began to identify himself as a member of the of the Braj community. In other words, he attained Sarup City. In, in his book, Briyat Bhagavatamrita, Sanatana Goswami states that um, Sugadev Goswami is was preoccupied with the Gopi Bhav. Hmm? So, some Gopi Bhav can be drawn from, from the verse. Uh, here's the way in which Vishwanath uh, Chakrit Thakur comments. He says that what? Evam, thus, having praised Balaram and having made him herd cows through the forest of Vrindavan, he who, Srimat Prita, he who, speaking of Krishna, Radha, Srimati, most beautiful. Srimat means beautiful, so he's referring to Radha. She's often referred to as Srimati. He whom, that means Krishna, Srimati shows Prita, love for, went to Manasa. It says Srimat, uh, Priti Manasa. So, she, he went to Manasa, Manasa Ganga. Adare Sarito. Adare means the mountain. And Sarito means the river. So where that river and mountain, this is the beginning point. If you're going to do Govardhan Parikram, you're supposed to go, according to the Purana, to uh, Manasaganga, take bath there, pay respect to Haridev, and then begin the circumambulation, come back to that point, bathe again, show respect to Haridev, and your Parikram is complete. So this is, uh, this is a... Uh, What is the story? There's a leela by the creation, for the creation of... I think Krishna killed Vatsasura. Uh, this is younger, so this already happened at this point. And um, that was a demon appearing as, as a calf. And what happened? Um, I think it was prescribed that he should go bathe in the Ganges or something like that. No, that's too far away. So he brought the Ganga there by his mind. It's called Nansi Ganga. By his mind, he brought the Ganga, and then he bathed there. And this section of the Ganga is supposed to be very special because it can directly give Braj Prane. Right? So, um, so, Krishna is saying. So, Krishna is saying. So, therefore, uh, or Sugadev is saying. So, therefore, Krishna inspired the Gopas to herd with Balaram, and he excused himself, and with a friend or two, they went to Manasi Ganga, and the implication is what they, um, um, had a rendezvous, Radha, Radha, Krishna Radha, rendezvoused with, with Radha and the gopis. From um, Krishna Das Kaviraj, we have a nice uh, section that uh, plays this out and how it, an example of how it occurs every day in the Leela. I mentioned before that these midday pastimes that Krishna engages in with his Narmasakas and the gopis at Radhakund and thereabouts are the, the unique contribution 
of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. So all their Leela Granthas are about, really about these midday, uh, for the most part, pastimes. And uh, you won't find them in any other sampradaya. So, Krishna says, Madhu Mangal, knowing Krishna's mind. Can I read? Yeah. As if he himself were a god, spoke to Krishna thus, O you who are adorned by the peacock feather, I have something to do. And as such, I'm on my way. Earlier today, I went to Bargamuni, Bargamuni, to learn about astrology. I had a question that I wanted to ask him, but he couldn't answer my question to my satisfaction. Disappointed, I returned, but as I was returning, I heard that Gargamuni, can't get better than that, hmm, that he was today uh, residing at Suryakund. After bathing there, he was going to meditate, and so I'm confident that the question, the doubt I have, can be answered by him. So, this is how the Narmasaka anticipates right, Krishna's desire and comes up with a reason or an excuse to facilitate hmm, his separating from the larger group. Krishna killer of Keshi, replied, Oh, my friend, my mind is very eager to see Gargamuni. However, so everyone's excited at this point, wow! But Krishna says, however, would not be appropriate or polite to visit him with so many friends, like ten zillion cowherd boys <laughs> and their cows all uh, converging on Surya Kund. <laughs> so, okay, now everybody's have to step back for a second. Huh, okay. Hmm. And so, Madhul Mongo replies, Well, if you think it's not polite to go with so many boys, hmm, then let's just, uh, the two of us go. The implication is, let us go with the bhav of the Priyanarmasakas. Hmm? He says, only Madhu Mangal go. It means everybody will go of that disposition. Hmm? Right? Um, he says, it's already midday. Practically, cows are resting in the cool Kadamba forest. And the other friends here, are they've been, we've been playing. You can take rest or take shelter, bother them. And... Um, and go on with all your sports that we're going to miss out on. Hmm? And we'll, you know, deal with this, my problem. It's my problem. It's not yours. So you don't have to, you know, be troubled by that. Hmm? And uh, you get to stay with Balram and do the things that are really we're here for. Meanwhile, this distraction, Krishna's kind enough to assist me. Uh, apparently he has a question for Garga as well. So hearing Mother Mungal's adventurous words, the Sakas say, yeah, with you friends, okay, you go together. Hmm? Thus they get, he gets the permission of them. Hmm? And off they go. Hmm? So this is a typical, and every day there's a different excuse, answer, uh, or uh, 
uh, request or reason and so forth. And so in Balaram, the cowherds had been prepared to stay with, with Balaram hmm? and be satisfied in that situation. So this is another layer then to the humor that the Priyan Armistakas can pick up on and see what he's actually what's actually on his on his mind on another on another level. Hmm? So um, there's a nice uh, so what do they do? We you know it's this, in the in the context of the chapter that I'm writing, or I've written here, it's not the place to talk about what happens at Radhakund and Shamkund and, and so forth, because actually they haven't even been, been created yet. Aristasur has not been killed, according to the Prakat Leela, for one thing. And this is just an example now of a, of a typical day in the Kishore Leela, or in the, or in the Paganda Leela when the Kishore's sensibilities are, are manifesting. Hmm? Follow? But it is of interest to us at this point to consider what did the boys who stay with Balaram do? Hmm? We are fortunate to get a glimpse into that from the meditation of Nainan and the Takwar. I'll read something from that for you. It's, it's, it's paraphrased in, in my own uh, words, some additions. At that time, Haldar takes charge of all the coward boys headed by Sridham. And they head to Srivan. Srivan is another name for Bailvan. Bailvan is the forest that Lakshmi uh, went to when she tried to perform austerities to enter the Rasa dance. So it's also called Srivan because she went to that forest. So they headed to Srivan in search for stray cows. Along the way, they picked up flowers, climbed trees, taste tree-ripened fruits. They dance, sing, clap, and cup their hands under their armpits, turning them into wind chambers, serving as natural musical instruments. While others sound their flutes and buffalo horn bugles, jumping here and there, they shout out to the cows while herding them as if speaking their language. Beholding the beauty of the forest, they decorate their bodies with red clay pigments and with a gait resembling that of a maddened elephant. They flail their limbs as they run. Thus, the coward boys play in the company of Ram and wander throughout the forest of Srivan into the early afternoon. From there, Balabhadra, Sridham, Sudam, and the others proceed south for some distance until they reach Kumudavan. They're practically going from north, middle to north of the Brudge, all the way to to the to the south, southernmost forest, they had to cross the Jamuna to do that. There at Kamudavan there are various blossoming flowers. They sweeten the breeze, bees sing, peacocks dance, 
the sari and suka, the male and female parrots, debate and the cuckoos sing melodiously, while the forest birds all chirp as male herons snap their beaks and let out their explosive sakao call, distinctive of the wetlands. This uh, heron's call is actually the, uh, the fourth note, or the famous fifth note. We talked about that. It also happens to correspond rasically with Sakya and, and Madhurya. Then Haladar arm wrestles, testing his strength against that of his challengers, and engages in stick fighting, along with Subhadra, Mandali Bhadra, and other older boys, tasting Yudavira rasa, that means the rasa of play fighting. Hmm? Eventually he is encircled by the greater assembly of young herdsmen holding hands and imploring Holodar to dance in the center of the circle, increasing the assembly's own ecstasy and making Sri Ram's face flush with color. Then, as the afternoon proceeds into the hottest hours, these fast friends proceed north, all the way back to Badravan. That's back across the Jupiter, out of the northernmost forest. Hmm? And from there, they go west and just south of Shamkund, where they rest briefly at the base of the well-known tamal tree. And the songs of the cuckoos and the bees steal their minds and ears. To the south of Shamkund is a grove of Sridham, consisting of hundreds of internal divisions, and thus known as Shatavarga, means many divisions. In that grove there is a particular division designated for dancing, Natyakunja, the dancing of Sridham, Gopa, that, and that place glows with a pinkish sandal color. On the eastern side of Shatavarga is a wonderful banyan tree that has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of branches and sub-branches, and under the cooling shade of that tree is a golden platform whose placement is such that it constitutes a place so blissful that therein no discord could possibly exist. Entering there, Balaram rests briefly on the platform as the followers of Sridham are afforded the opportunity to prepare fruits and offer them to Ram. Then, proceeding onward, Balaram visits the grove of Sudam Chandra, Rangakunj, and those of other Priyasakas, who are also blessed therein with the opportunity to serve him personally. Hmm? These are different than the Kunjas around Shamkund directly that are um, given to the Priyanarmasakas. That's a different subject. Hmm? So a glimpse into, uh, of course, Nanan the Thakur is a Priyasaka. Hmm? So he's, in his meditation, he's elaborated on this side of the uh, equation, if you will. Hmm? That's just a, a glimpse. So thus we, uh, we learn something about... Uh, much about the humor of Krishna and philosophical implications found therein. Any question?
was the translation? Good? Good enough. Good. Excellent. Two thumbs up. What's the time? And now? Tired? I'm writing about the sacred uh, seasons as well. Six seasons and how they interact and overlap and, and so forth. It's part of a, a summerly love in which uh, the slaying of Perlambasur occurs. Yes. Uh, depends how much they're playing. Could forget about it. But they, 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 they pack a lunch. The famous story of that that kind of indicates the first picnic, if you will, is in the Agasur Leela. The Agasur Leela occurs at the Sesh Kumar, the end of the Kumar Leela. So they're just ending their Kumar Leela and about to turn into from childhood into boyhood. They've been herding calves. And with herding calves, they need to stay, they're, they're watched a little more closely and they have to stay closer to home. So typically they'd go out and they'd have to come back home for lunch. But Kumar Lila coming to an end, then there's this excitement that's described in the Bhagavatam, just kind of uh, like 12th chapter. Uh, the tenth candle, kind of the beginning of the Sakirasa center of the Bhagavatam, mm -hmm. and so they 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 have an arrangement to have a picnic that day to stay out. It means they're going to stay out all day long. This is a huge, exciting event and prospect, and so they, there's a there's a very nice um, description of the lunch therein, which is probably more elaborate than. I'm ordinary days, but um, it's a very beautiful description, of course, that's what that Brahma comes upon, the picnic lunch of the boys and the intimacy that they shared there and so forth, and he's astounded by that, what kind of relationship they have with his guru, or at least he thought it was his guru, because he received the mantra and the, the siksha at the, at the of the four verses of the Bhagavatam from Krishna. But Krishna, although he was dressed as a gopa, he had, he had the jnana mudra, he was giving knowledge. And, and here, instead of the jnana mudra, he's got his hand with the yogurt and rice in his left hand, and he's putting it in another cowherd's mouth, and they're eating. And if they, they eat one morsel, one preparation, and they think that's the best one, and then they put it in Krishna's mouth. Hmm? Eat the next one, that's second best, and they put it in a friend's mouth. Eat the next one, that third best, I'll eat that one. But each boy has different sensibilities, so they all end up eating everything. And, and this is like very um, <laughs> bewildering to Brahma. He wonders, is this guy an imposter? My guru acting like this? It's really unbecoming. Hmm? 
This is Brahman. He's, his name is Vidhi, right? So he goes by the rules. Vishwana Thakur says, he's, he, at this point, Brahma is moving from Vaidhi Bhakti to Rag Bhakti, hmm? which is where he was meant to go, given his diksha. Hmm? Even to be initiated by Krishna and the Bhagavatam truths. And you study the Chatur Shloka, the Bhagavatam, you see, it's all about the Prem of Braj. Hmm? Unpacked. It takes time for that to be unpacked. Hmm? So, here he comes into the Braj Leela and sees Krishna like this. And he, he, he's, one thing is Aishvarya. He sees that that Krishna killed Agasura. Agasura left his body and entered the body of Krishna and attained Sarupya Mukti. It's very curious. It would seem like, is it possible that Narayan is inside of Krishna? Because that's a Vaikuntha type of Mukti. How could that be? At this point, he still thought Krishna was an avatar of Narayan because Narayan appeared to him first, hmm? and then he showed himself as Krishna because he's born from Narayan, right? So he had the impression that Krishna is the avatar of Narayan, hmm? with whom you can be more friendly, and so forth. But how will that ever be, you know, realized? That's another thing. So Krishna's showing him. In this, in this, uh, this uh, was where Leela hmm? he gets enlightened, and then that chapter, of course, establishes Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam in the form of the narrative of the Leela, because Krishna shows ultimately from uh, so many Narayans coming from him, right? So many universes coming from Narayan, so many Narayans coming from Krishna. So, what was your your question was? Yeah, so, the lunch. Oh, I see. Well, they eat before that, yeah. That's just your question. They can't go on an empty stomach. Yeah, they played so hard, yeah. <laughs> Not so much. They're just absorbed in their play. Yeah. Anything else? I was wondering, is there any kind of Before I answer that, I should just uh, also draw the parallel between this um, second level of, if you will, philosophical humor in Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila, as we did earlier with the first level of philosophical humor, the first level being Krishna establishing the position of Balaram as Gaur seeks to and repeatedly established the position of Nityananda Prabhu, right? We talked about that. So, there's also a parallel here. Um, in Gaur Leela, at a certain point, 
annually the devotees are coming from Bengal, at a certain point, as Mahaprabhu starts to drift from the Madhya to the Antilila, from public life to private life, by the force of Kirtan, he's turned within. Hmm? And he can no longer be a public figure in this madness. So as he's starting to go in that direction, he he has at the same time compassion for the people, especially of Bengal, where this all started with Nityananda's canvassing and so forth. So he tells Nityananda Prabhu, don't come to Puri, you stay in Bengal, deliver the people there. At which time, as we may recall from the last question, he goes and he gets married. Mm-hmm. And then he's free to mingle with people in ways that a sannyasi can't and deliver everybody. That's the implication. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Krishna's drifting in Gorlila, and Krishna, Krishna's drifting towards the Madhurya. And he's leaving everybody with Balaram. Hmm? And in Gorilla, he's drifting towards his ideal now. He's actually getting ready to step into the, into the shoes of Radha, if you will. He's telling Nityananda to deliver the people of Bengal. And there's a, Krishnadas also gives a parallel. He says, that in his private life, who did Mahaprabhu stay with? Mahaprabhu stayed with Ramananda Roy and um, Surup Damodar. Basically, they took care of him. They assisted him in attaining the Bhavavrata. Chaitanya Charitamrita ends with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being successful. Hmm? And it comes out then, or at the end, very end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the last verse of Shikshastakam. Krishna says, this verse was spoken by Radharani. It's Mahaprabhu's verse. It's the last verse of Shikshastaka. at the very end of Chaitanya Charitamrita. The implication is, now he has actually done it. This is what he came for. He's now entered into the Bhava of Radha. You can't touch him now. But in the in those final moments, took some years even. Don't be too impatient. Mostly Chaitanya Charitamrita is about Madhulila. Madhulila is the way. This is the what it's mostly about. Krishna says that. The way, focus on the way, and you'll end up in, in, in the goal, which is the described in the Antilila, which you can't say too much about. You can't kind of like practice the Antilila. Hmm? You can, if you, if you, but it's an internal kind of a practice, obviously, involved. In so, so, can't be impatient. First, you go through the madhya, Leela. Hmm? Become a public person who, who has no private life. Become a public person who has no private life. 
Somebody once told me I was giving a talk, and a Hindu gentleman asked afterwards, said, Swami, it's very nice, but I think that the spiritual life is a private thing. This is a private life. He was kind of complaining that Kirtan, this is a very public thing. I don't think this is right. Spiritual life should be private. I said, there sh in spiritual life, there should be no difference between your private and public life. That is the truth. Mm -hmm. So Mahaprabhu's public life, it was not a spot, there was no difference, but there was nothing in the closet. So become like that. Public life is not different from your private life. Then the private life will take over, gradually, gradually. And when it starts to take over, even then it will take some time. How many years Mahaprabhu was in Antilila? Six years, twelve years? Long time. Didn't happen overnight. He didn't just go to Radhakund and become, become Radha. It took some time. And he had help. And he had help from Ramananda, and he had help from Surabhadamada. And they would sing various songs to augment his bhava, because they understood it. Right? So a little patience is required. But the point is, relative to the parallel between this second part of the implication of the eulogy, Krishna's eulogy of Balaram and Gorlila. Gorlila Mahaprabhu sent Nityananda back, right? When there's another nice section of Chaitanya Charitamrita during the Rathiatra, when the public life of Kirtan became very in intense, which is, which, is the, which is the vehicle to enter, to enter into the private life, as I said, and Mahaprabhu glimpsed his ideal appeared like Radha in the eyes of Nityananda Prabhu at a distance. He saw Mahaprabhu turn into Radha. What did Nityananda Prabhu do? He paid his obeisances to Radha. Such a high thing. Nityananda Prabhu is paying, paying regards. So he, and I'm going into, you have brought this to the world. You have made me a public figure. Hmm? And because you made me a public figure, now I can have the private life that I want. Without that, it would be not, not be possible. You, I said, told everybody to worship Krishna. You told everybody to worship me. Now they worship me, and I've had, I'm a public figure. So you, you, you pushed me out and gave me this opportunity. By this, I can enter into the private life. What a secret private life and right into, into the Bhava of Radha. I mean, it's inconceivable, right? Couldn't get more internal than that. Hmm? And so, please continue to give it to others. Hmm? Do that. That is how Nitai, you, Nityananda Ram, are directly participating in my Madhurya. In Goloki, you cannot directly participate. But here you can, because it's an aspect of my Madhurya, which is the distribution of it, the giving away of it, mm -hmm. the overflow. Mm -hmm. That's a very special opportunity, and that's you, you've done that. Mm -hmm. So, meaning with your permission, even, you retired. Mm -hmm. Took permission from Advaita also, you retired. And then, in that retired life, Krishnadas says that Ramananda. Ramananda Roy is identified in Chaitanya Charitamrita 
as by Mahaprabhu himself, in the words of Krishna's Kaviraj, as Arjuna. Hmm? Right? Uh, he, there were four, four, five brothers, all the sons of Bhavananda Roy. Hmm? The middle one was Ramananda. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu said, Bhavananda Roy is Maharaj Pandu, and his five sons are the Pandavas. And amongst them, Ramananda, you are Arjuna. Now, Arjuna is a friend of Krishna, but he's a Purasambandi, a friend of the city, in the city. So that type of Sakiras is a little different than Sakiras of Raj, right? Less intimate, and so forth. But at the same time, Krishna Kaviraj in Antilila says that Ramananda Roy assisted Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in attaining his ideal or in his ecstasies of separation, just like Subal would minister to Krishna in his moods of separation. So he would be in Krishna Bhav and Radha Bhav back and forth and Srupadamadar would assist him like Lalita Saki. So there's a parallel there that some Sakas they go and assist Krishna and Radha in Madhurya. We also we find a parallel in Gorlila. I'm aware, of course, that that uh, the more well-known and broadcast idea is that Ramananda, as per Gorvanesh Dipika, is thought of as uh, actually he's mentioned there as Dalita. Later, Bhaktivinoda Paribari is considered as Vishaka Gopi. So there are different angles of vision. Vrindavan, uh, but um, uh, no, Kabi Karnapur, he acknowledges, he can't help but acknowledge that Ramananda is Arjuna because Mahaprabhu said it. And the way in which he came to his conclusions about who's who, much of it was derived from what other people said, who went before elders. He was young. Hmm. Um, what was his name? Puridas? Yeah. Son of Shivan Saint, right? He was a young boy. So he depended on the elders and their opinions, and he also drew from the Puranas, you can see, and made parallels. And he admits this, or acknowledges his way of ascertaining who's who. Um, it wasn't just that he sat and meditated, and, and, but, he, but he, he did some research and inquired and, and, and so forth, and um, arrived at his conclusions, which in some cases were um, varied. Some say this, and some say that. So he had to acknowledge, Mahaprabhu said he's, he's the Pandava Arjuna. But we also see him acting in other ways at other times. So, with your representative of, of, of other Bhavas. And he says there that he's Arjuna and Arjuna...
Arjuniya? Hmm? Arjuniya Gopi is the, is the Puranic name of Arjun when he became a Gopi hmm? by Krishna's arrangement for a short period of time, for a month, to show him what it was like. Hmm? <laughs> um, but there was also a coward boy named Arjun hmm? who was a Pianar Masaka. So, at any rate, Krishna Das has his own perspective on this, and he sees him in this way. Now, this is, doesn't mean to say that you could be any number of things and have different rasas, and so, but these are paradigmatic figures in the Leela. They're not like us. Hmm? We have certain opportunities that are afforded us by the Sampradaya. We should understand them and pursue them. Anjari Bhav or Sakiras? Saki Bhav. From Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whether Krishna's associates, they follow him in different leelas. Nityananda Prabhu is there, and Balaram is there, and Ram Leela is Lakshman, and Sridham is there as Garuda in Dwarka. So they can do all kinds of things. <laughs> they're 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 different from us. But anyway, there's there's a somewhat of a parallel there as well in Gaur Leela. Krishna's Kaviraj Kijai, Sri Balaram Jai, Gaur Gaur